We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. number of Warriors centers. Uh, we got, we just got to run through this. So Festus We're going to run is, through the list. Yeah. We're going to run through the list. Um, East Bay legend, uh, Adonal Foyle. Anyone who lived in the East Bay and the OOs saw Adonal around town, like everywhere between Berkeley to Hayward to Walnut Creek. If you're in those areas at everyone who lived there between like, I don't know, 2000 and 2010 has a story about how they saw Adonel at the Verizon store or running on the street or something like that. Verizon store. I'm pretty sure he's still around too. I think I've yeah. seen him at a couple games the past couple of years. Yeah, I have too. I mean, he's everywhere. it's it, in general a rule of thumb. If you're seven feet tall, people see you. <laughs> you're just not missing that guy. You know, like you might, you know, uh, Bob Sura might blend into a crowd, but uh, Adonel Foyle, um, <laughs> You know, just Sean Bradley, even taller. Those guys aren't. Those guys aren't standing. Um, those guys aren't blending in. <laughs> the the rest of the list is even though they're tall, we won't recognize them. Oh. So we've got who else? We got. <laughs> we got uh, the the MVP of the 2016 Finals Game Seven, Festus Azili. <laughs> oh, just... Shout out! Shout out to him stealing that money from the Blazers, though. Salute to that. Yeah. <laughs> um. By the way, do you remember when they did the uh, ring night and he was there and like all the guys who played with him still just absolutely adore him. Like you can tell a guy's liked by when people see him like a couple of years later and they're still just so hyped to see him. 
So yeah, he was good. He was good good too. teammate, Festus Zeely. Always feel bad that Mark Jackson uh, uh, kind of went behind his back that that last year. Mark Jackson was Ooh. always. Oh, that story was always weird, man. It was maybe so uncomfortable. Just felt bad for the guy. Right. Um, the the story was Mark Jackson basically said Festus didn't want to play and he was purposely sabotaging their season, and you know the team kind of confronted him. Um, we we can assume which Warriors players probably were more confrontational than others, and he basically <laughs> broke down in tears in front of the team. Like you just feel bad because. As we can see, he's had his knees are just shot. Like him not being able to come back had nothing to do with him not wanting to. No, yeah, exactly. And he was good that postseason. Like in the beginning of that postseason, he was so good. And the year before, he was so good. He just broke down, and 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 now he's kind of. I mean, he's kind of out of the league. But but uh, these are the good warriors, man. We've these are warriors that made contributions at the very least. We've got a couple more that. Right, we got we got Mikey Moore. Around. Mikey Moore was. Mikey Moore was a guy who, who was on your team. You were clearly terrible because he was constant 12-day contract or 10-day contract guy. <laughs> um, sorry, sorry, Kings fans. He wasn't good with you, no matter how much you think he was. <laughs> Tanking season. That was um, the good old and days. Then, and then my all-time favorite, Chris Hunter. If you remember, Chris Hunter was a D-League signing in 2009, 2010. His claim to fame was the last game of the season. The Warriors were down to four on five. This was Steph's rookie year. Yeah, yeah. And he had to come into the game, even though he was a DNP scratch, he had to dress in uniform because they, you have to have eight guys in uniform. And even though he's hurt, they needed someone to sit in uniform. So they made him go out there because they kept getting texts for just being four on five. And he just could not move. Like he was seriously injured. Ugh, the, the glory God. days. And um, do we have, and do we have one final one? Do we have Rob Kerr's in there, or was that? Oh, was Rob Kerr's, yes. With the game-winning shot in the summer league, that's that's a good way to kind of end this slate of uh, <laughs> this slate of thirty ones for the Warriors. Don't let My anyone, goodness! Don't let anyone say we're just we're just front-running Laker fans <laughs> on here. We've we've watched some terrible, terrible basketball over the years. Uh, we've got into well tonight. We watched some decent basketball. I think the Warriors uh, kind of. Squeak by, not really squeak by, but beat the uh, beat the man. I almost said Bobcats. Believe that. Uh, that's like how, how kind of like Charlotte. When they lose, really. they're the Bobcats. When they win, they're the Hornets. That's the <laughs> it's like they're so they like so don't really matter in the NBA. Like you don't think about them. They're so like not even. They're not under the radar. They're like not even on the radar. Um, and it's crazy because Michael cause Jordan is the owner. And but. Kemba's Kemba's fun. Kemba's a, a legit all star, and he's you know, I mean, he's. He's a clear tier below the top five, yeah. you know, the top point guards. But like he's, he's a fun play. Like if, if Kemba was in Chicago or like a market that just has like a larger fan base, people would be all about him, right? Oh, can you imagine him on the Knicks? Oh my God, he'd be. Well, like, he's, he'd, he's a New York guy too. So. Exactly, he'd be an MVP. He'd be like, like Isaiah Thomas in Boston, right? He'd be like, like quote unquote top five MVP or something. Yeah, especially some since crazy. like at least once a week or every other week he has. Uh, a vinable, like just insane crossover step back or something like that. Like he, he is a legitimately fun player to watch. Yeah. KD also fun to watch. KD is. Um, so by now we, we got the Steph diagnosis. They're saying reevaluated in two weeks. I think both you and I think three weeks is probably the earliest he'll be back. Yeah, I think X-rays came back clean, MRI came back clean, so I think they're they're not worried about 
I think the only thing they're worried about is uh, him coming back too early and respraining, which Curry has done plenty of times before. Right. Um, and he's had surgery and he's strengthened the area, but it's hard to not be a little. Um, I mean, I mean that we almost that almost took his career. You know, like we all thought we, we all thought he was going to be one of those like, oh man, this this guy could have been great, but. Uh, so it's hard to not be a little anxious with it, but ultimately uh, he should be fine. And and like you said, the Warriors are in get to April healthy mode. So there's no incentive to rush Steph back. Like they're going to make the playoffs. They have more than enough talent to get by without him. Um, I, I did write a little bit on on Warriors worth on it. Uh, the fact that that's a great uh, site. This could <laughs> this could shout out Sheed. Uh, this could uh, help the Warriors, um, which is funny because I think Marcus wrote the same thing, and I swear that that Marcus and I did not talk before. But um, this could help because it forces, you know, how last year when KD was out, it forced Steph Curry to to shoot more and and really get back in rhythm, and the rest of the team to become who they were to begin with from a couple years back. I think this helps them find a newer identity because they don't know who they are without Steph, and I think you kind of found out tonight um, that. KD becomes who he was when Russ was out, so he becomes the MVP top three guy in the NBA, and the team rediscovers uh, its defense. Even though Draymond didn't play, but like you're like we talked about offline, you, you can see what Andre Iguodala does when guys are missing. Yeah, Andre so, is Andre is the dude who is not interested in showing up until he absolutely has to. You know, like your um your coworker or like maybe your boss who's like on the golf course all the time, and like text like all right when does this meeting start when do i absolutely have to be there like he's he's just kind of like he's been there and he's not you know with everyone around he just kind of like you know i'm just gonna kind of play at a level three i'm gonna do what i have to do and then when um guys are missing he he steps up and he shows that you know i'm as good a defender as anyone when i'm uh, healthy and engaged and can do all the same things that Draymond can do, um, at least in one or two games. Like, I don't think either you or I think Andre has the legs to do that every night. Yeah, but he's the smartest defender on the team, and, and I used to think I mean, he's that, the like, smartest you know, player on the team. Well, on one, the team, he's, I, like, I think the, by far. He's one of the, I mean, he's the second oldest guy, uh, but in general, he's always been kind of, you know, what's cliche, coach on the floor. Like, he, he's the guy who knows where everyone should be. And like it almost annoys him that other people don't think as fast as him. <laughs> you know, it's it's also funny because um, at the end of the, I think even like two years or three years from now, when LeBron James, let's say he's still in his prime, and Iguodala is like you would think kind of washed up at the end of this, you would still want Iguodala to guard LeBron James in the NBA Finals. Like that's that's how crazy he's been guarding him for the last three years, and Draymond Green is not strong enough or, or quick enough, and he draw and LeBron draws too many fouls on him, and KD. I don't think KD is someone that's strong enough to guard him either. Um, although he did well on him, but it's Igadala is that good, guy. good, but KD is just such a good help and weak side defender. Like it's almost a waste to lock KD as a um, you know like assignment defender like they do with Clay or someone. Like you 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 don't want him being that guy anyway. On top of what you said, like I, I don't know that he's got the low enough center of gravity and everything. But yeah, Andre like. Andre versus LeBron is is a fun chess match because like Andre knows exactly where LeBron's going to go. And then LeBron knows that Andre knows. So they're always kind of like, you know, and they've both got the better of each other in that regard. Like LeBron's going to make his shots. He's going to get his points. But Andre tends to 
uh, if he's physically right, at least play him to his weaknesses, if you want to call him that. You know, like LeBron has a, this way of being able to hit jumpers when he needs to anyway. So I'm, I'm pretty sure Iguodala sees the game in slow motion on defense, too. There's no way any human is able to swipe down when players are in in the midst of making their moves on turnarounds, fadeaways, or crossovers, that consistently without fouling. I mean, he might have a reputation. And when you, and when that, you see the crazy. But, but I mean, that, that's the thing. When you see the replay, nine out of ten times, he's not fouling anyway. Like, it's not just a reputation thing. He He's legitimately just, you know, I mean, he'll, he'll foul a guy here and there. But um, more times than not, he's playing it pretty damn cleanly. Wild. Just wild, but the the star of the story in in the Warriors win is uh, Mister Mister Triple Double MVP. Um, so my so thirty my, plus point <laughs> thirty yeah thirty five point triple double. Uh, I hear that I hear that goes a long way in uh, in Middle America. But, um, I thought he um, yeah I th- I th- I think we saw the identity of the team without Steph tonight. Like it's it, Draymond's going to get into it, and there'll be a little. They'll be better because Draymond's, you know, is is one of their best players. Uh, but it's it's a little more pragmatic. It they break a little less. Like they still try to, but they just can't get out quite as quick. And um, it, it, it's a little more play through KD, almost as like a de facto big man in the post, and um, go through that way instead of really utilizing the space that Steph gives you to just kind of like assault the rim or get threes. They kind of look normal, you know. They look like a normal team. Katie's great, and, and he's he's one of the greatest players of all time. But the the way they function offensively um, is there's nothing crazy happening. Like there's the you yeah, see thought, stuff I, from KD that that you can see from other players, but with Steph, you see stuff that you never see from other players. Well, I, so I, now, I take that back. I, I I think you see this the stuff KD does that you see from KD just does it a lot better than other players. Well, I mean, yeah, like Giannis and Kawhi are close, but they're not even close to what he can do, right? But, like, but like, there's nothing like – like, three guys aren't coming at him. Like, he's not dropping things from, like, 35. I mean, maybe that's kind of biased, but – Well, um, and, and which this actually, is something that – one thing I noticed tonight, um, people don't give Steph enough credit for um, – for being a point guard because he legitimately he's one of two or three players in the NBA who can force the the pace to pick up like and it's subtle things like the minute he gets a rebound head up he's got it 40 yard 40 40 feet down the sideline already you know head, head up past like you don't see Kyrie or Chris Paul ever doing that for example you don't see uh Harden doing that that often Russ doesn't do that Russ has to dribble it up himself um and they don't play with the same tempo without Steph. And Steph, Steph kind of feeds the tempo. Um, he's one of the few players who, like, y- you can't really slow the game down if Steph's in there. Yeah, he does that thing uh, in the backcourt. Steph does. Uh, where, where before he gets the ball, his feet are already moving forward. It right. kind of looks like a travel. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. He kinda, it kind of looks like a travel, but it essentially just saves them, like, a second or, like, a step but that second or step means a lot when you're trying to, I mean, when this team is trying to put together as many possessions as possible. Yeah, And this has been a thing he's done his whole career and it's only yeah. gotten better under Kerr who like, they just make a more conscious effort to get out in the break. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is kind of how they're going to play for the next two, three weeks. Like they'll, they'll be a little more, I don't want to say half court cause they were still looking to get up there, but they're just not going to break with the same consistency that they do with Steph in there. 
Yeah, and I mean, without even looking at advanced numbers like like possessions, I mean, like points of possessions or efficiency or anything like that, they scored 101 points. Right. <laughs> um, the, uh, Charlotte scored 87, which is uh, which is we should you know, say a good probably not effort, having but... Draymond too. Like they, those are the two guys who spur the break, Draymond and Steph. So maybe with Draymond, they might get out there a little more. But either way. Yeah, I will say this about Kevin Durant. I, I thought this was interesting. Um, during the NBA, during the NBA Finals, uh, I think Warriors fans, even despite the fact that he w- made that shot and despite the fact that he won NBA Finals MVP, um, you could see that some Warriors fans still have some hesitation. I think that they don't appreciate or should appreciate him more than than he should on this team, just because of how great he is. Um, I think this stretch is going to allow that to happen because. Um, in the NBA Finals and in the playoffs, the Warriors were favored the whole way, regardless. Um, and now Steph was it's in more there. Of, yeah, and Steph, well, and Steph was there, but now he now he isn't, right? So now it's like, well, Steph isn't there to kind of like, you know, for me and you or any other fan who's a Steph stand, it's like, hey, all this is happening because of Steph, or at least, you know, happening. Right, this is kind of this is kind of like KD's. It's um, KD's show, exactly. And um, it's good for him. So I don't think this is going to like, get the Warriors to reach new levels because ultimately reaching new levels would require the core four to play together. Like anything that they're lacking right now has to do with just like uh, they need a little more time together, a little more chemistry to find like that next level, like finding this KD thing without Steph isn't going to necessarily do anything to make him and Steph play more cohesively. Right. Um, But I do think it'll, uh, do a lot in terms of like getting Kevin Durant maybe feeling a little more comfortable and like the yep. fans enjoying him a little more and realizing how special yep. he is. Like everyone's aware of how great he is, but sometimes you need these overtly obvious reminders. Like he's probably going to average 30 points a game with Steph out just to remind everyone like, yep. you know, I'm, I'm one of the, you know, one of the best players of all time too. So, and he's someone that cares. You know, like, well, you know, everybody cares, but just from like a blatant perspective, it seemed like he's cared more than perhaps we want him to. Um, So this will be good for him, you know, for for the for the Warriors fans out there, just just for people to recognize that, hey, he can still do this. Right. It's not like him leading the league in blocks or him leading the league in efficiency is only going to do so much. Right. Right. A lot of fans don't really care. about. Sometimes you just need that obvious takeover. Yep, like 35 points, you know, eight rebounds, eight assists across like the next eight games, right? Like in the next, uh, in the, yeah, in the next eight, five to 10 to 12 games, however long Steph's out, we're for sure going to get one of those vintage like KD going for 40 plus and literally looking just completely unstoppable games. Do you remember those that he did against the Warriors too, though? Oh like those God. were the vintage ones. Like those were the ones that were amazing. So I was, um, Slater, uh, Anthony Slater, uh, tweeted at me and mentioned how that, that was basically the most fun he's ever had covering an individual thing that the KD onslaught during the period of time Russ was out in his MVP year. And yeah, that game against the Warriors was one of the the most single handedly impressive games I've ever seen. KD went for 53 on the Warriors without Russ. And I remember that game because Steph was going off too. Steph had, 37 and 11 which you know is, is a very good game it's all right and the warriors were trying everyone on katie yeah like they started yeah. with igadala and usually that's good enough they went with barnes that got them nowhere 
they put clay on him. He got torched. They put Draymond on him and he got torched. And Draymond actually, after the game had a quote was like, KD's trash talk. Like you can't even say anything to him because like he says it and then he makes it in your face repeatedly. And like, I, I don't even know how to respond or something to that effect. And uh, I, I mean, I, I, I kind of missed that player because that was, yeah, that guy averaged like 35 a game when Russ was out for two months. And that was before the Warriors were like were invincible. Yeah. So they legit looked helpless. I remember that. They looked actually helpless on defense. Like KD would just come down and literally do whatever he wanted. I think the Warriors were scoring too. Um, it was a, it was a pretty high scoring game from what I recall. Right. But it was. It whatever was. KD wanted, he did. Like it was step backs. It was to the hole. It, it was. It was, was one of those was... games where every time the Warriors looked like they were gonna take the lead, he made. Yep. every shot he needed to make and it was it was one of those where you're watching where you're like this guy is simply better than us like his team's not but he is and that's all that matters right is i mean and then and then two years later they won because they figured out the other guy's gonna hand him a couple games first in a series so uh and then they ended up swindling kd and they come into the bay so well i guess it works out all right fantasy sports fans listen up did you know that your chances of winning on draft are 80% better? 80% better? It's like a Steph 3. That's why draft is my favorite sports site. No more getting crushed by the pros, and it's not just me. More than 1 million people that have already downloaded draft 2. Play in a real-life draft site right now, be done under 5 minutes, and get paid out the next day. Drafts are filling every second, so you can join one whenever you want. And Andy is not exaggerating when he says in five minutes. I was skeptical. I signed up, got got the draft done in about five minutes, and boom, my lineup was set for that night, and I ended up winning some money. So you guys should definitely do it. Code hard cash. So all new players, for you guys that are joining, all new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use me and Sam's promo code, LIGHTYEARS. That's right, play in a real money draft for free just by using our promo code light years, but it gets even better. Draft is so sure that you guys will love it, that they're even offering light years pot listeners, a money back guaranteed up to a hundred dollars. It's basically free money Enter the code light years. They're guaranteeing you up to a hundred dollars. So by your first few plays are going to be free. And if you win, you get to pocket that money. What, what do you guys have to lose? So just go search draft your app store, go to draft.com and come play free right now with light years promo code light years yep yep all right this week we got a new segment no real or fake news whoever's waiting for that we're gonna delay that one this week we got a mailbag segment um hashtag light years so you guys can just send it in every week you know honestly whenever you guys want um make sure to subscribe actually and rate us uh five stars and leave a comment so if you guys leave a comment we'll answer that for sure um in apple in apple's uh, podcast as well so we got um, so we got a few good questions this week um kind of piggybacking the first topic with stuff being out friend of the show lee evans uh, tweeted, do you think Katie and Steph could ever figure out how to play at their peak level together? Um, if, you, if you don't mind, I'll take this one. I actually think they figured it out uh, in the playoffs last year, particularly in the second half. Like They both averaged 28 a game in the, in the 
in the playoffs efficiently. I don't know that you're going to find two players averaging more than that together. They played in a team way. I think the biggest issue is there. I mean, the one ball thing is overstated, but it's also kind of true, especially when you throw clay into it. It's just, there's only so many shots to go around. Um, and so when they all play together, there's just less opportunity for that one man takeover in the way you see when um, Steph, you know, he doesn't have a player like Katie next to him or Katie doesn't have someone like Steph next to him where um, if the guy's feeling it, the team just feeds him over and over again because they're clearly the best player on the team. Wait, so you're saying is it not going to happen or that it that it can or that I it said really it has. has happened, but we're never going to tr- like if you're looking for 2016 staff, right, and 2014 right. KD to be together. That's never going to happen because it's just, those were unique situations where the team needed them to and they were able to come through, even though everyone knew that it was going to them in every important situation. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I, that's You pretty much made all the points that I agree with. I, I will say, um, and I think you'd agree with me too, is at a certain point, not this year, not next year, because um, if they're healthy, they're winning those titles, but maybe three years from now, when, when Steph is about 32, 33, and KD's little, same. maybe I think he's a little bit same. He's okay, so same. Younger. So, okay, so they're going to be both about the same, kind of the end of their prime, and I think may, let's say maybe mm, Draymond's gone. Uh, that that's when it'll happen. They go up against, for example, the Boston Celtics or the Sixers, right? And and that's someone a team who's that's younger who may seem like you yep. might even be more talented because they're twenty five. And you need they now need KD and Steph to actually shoot like forty five percent from three and average like they eight take twenty five shots, yeah, in order to have a chance. That's when we'll see it. Like three years from now, I think. Um, and it, it, it probably still might not happen until maybe like the Western Conference Finals or, or the, who knows NBA Finals. But yeah, it, that it's gonna have to be then. Like it's not gonna be now, which which kind of sucks. And also like if it does happen, like if Steph goes off or if KD goes off, I mean if even if even one of them go off, the game is over. So that's the thing. Like you you don't even get a chance to to see the other guy even try because if one of them starts going off and having that type of game, they're up by twenty. That's why Steph never goes out for more than like thirty five points because. If he does, the game is over. It's not, right. not like it's not like if you're Russ or or like I mean, for example, look at Devin Booker, right? He's able to drop seventy points because his team is trash. Or like, or so like, he's just got to keep Steph in sixteen. A lot of those huge Against games he had were too. were just um, were were subject of it coming down to the fourth quarter and having to go through them, right? I mean, that's usually the case. Like, they're the Warriors are just in a very luxurious situation. Yeah. <laughs> luxurious and we're we're over here just arguing about about whether whether we're gonna see them uh just how great they're gonna be i guess um all right the next one we've got from also friend of the pod uh at damon r would you rather have three more rings with steph as the clear-cut best player on the team finals mvp each time or four more with kd being the clear-cut best um Damon is my guy, so yeah, I give him a shout out. He's one of my uh, favorite people to follow and an all around good dude. Even though he's a Lakers fan, um, uh, I'm I'm always going to side with the most rings. Um, I've 
all the individual pettiness of like whose team it is is ultimately irrelevant because when you look back on it, you remember what you remember. You know, like I actually think Matt Moore of uh, CBS made this point. He, he when he was talking about um, when I, when we asked him a similar question, and he goes, "I don't know how many Finals MVP Magic Johnson has versus Kareem. I just know the Showtime Lakers were amazing, and Magic was the you know the guy on that team." And um, I think the Warriors, if they fulfill their destiny, will probably go down the same way. Like it, Steph's gonna be the magic figure, um, e- even though KD may be the better player or have uh, more Finals MVPs or something like that. Um, they have. Everyone wants to think of it in like the Michael Jordan, you know, like perfect storybook narrative with like he had he made it to the finals six times and he has six finals MVPs. And that's just kind of not how it goes. So I'm always going to say take as many as you can get. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. Um, I mean, there's kind of argument there you you want the titles like like I think it brings me to a more interesting question, though. Say, for example, Kevin. Durant, you don't know if Kevin Durant was going to be a warrior or not, regardless of what happened in the 2016 finals, right? Some people are saying that he would have regardless. Some some people that know a lot of stuff are saying that he would have been regardless. Some I've, people I've the same are saying thing. that he... So, you know, let, let's just say 50-50, whatever. Um, would, you, would you risk that and, and say, hey, let's say Harrison Barnes goes 8 for 32 instead of 5 for 32, and the Warriors win that title in 2016? Would you, would you take that second ring um, and then hope that KD comes anyway? Or would you say, hey, screw it, we're just going to quote-unquote sacrifice this ring and KD's going to come and we're going to win at least three more, right? I, I think that's a question that that becomes... Um, Interesting. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think I would take the second ring. I don't know. Like, I, I think I would do that because it's there and you never know what's going to happen this year, right? We still don't know as, as much as... You want to say, hey, like it's preordained, the Warriors are going to win this and the next and the next. You don't know. Um, but you do know right then and there it, the choice is given to you that, hey, like we can get that title right there with Harrison Barnes. We'll take that and we'll see where the chips lie after. Um, in that moment, I think I would say yes. I mean, knowing what I know now, maybe not. But in that moment, I'd say yes. So so I think that goes for this question as well. I agree, too. Um, I, I mean, in general the answer is always take the, the, the titles. Um, it's a team sport. If your team wins at all, that's the greatest thing on earth. Um, there's no, everything else is just kind of like cute coffee table fodder where it's like, <laughs> you're just bored in December and you're trying to think up these weird scenarios. So that's where I'm at with it. Um, next one from, Sometimes friend of the pod, Paul, <laughs> Paul MD, uh, at Rockets Intellect, uh, one of one of the more boisterous Rockets fans out there. Uh, no, Paul, you're a good guy. <laughs> um, Sam, are you still of the belief the Celtics pose a bigger threat to the Warriors' title hopes than the Rockets? <laughs> um, yes, I am. God, you're really the worst. And hear me out on this. Hear me out on this. I, I'm, I, uh, Andy disagrees with me, so let, let, me, let me pose my theory, and then Andy can tell me why he thinks I'm wrong. Um, one, Boston's better coached. Uh, but here's the bigger thing. The Rockets are going to play into the Warriors game, and I can't see a scenario where they outshoot the Warriors 
four out of seven times. They're not going to try to go the opposite way. They're not going to try to do anything else. They're going to play their game, which plays into the Warriors game. If they do end up playing in the playoffs, there's I would bet anything Houston gets hot at least once, maybe even twice. Uh, but ultimately, I don't think that they're going to they're not going to do anything to slow down the Warriors in in a real sense. And so any, it's just they're, they're going to play right into how the Warriors want to play. Boston, on the other hand, goes the opposite way. Boston will slow it down. They will make it a half-court game. Kyrie, Kyrie is a bigger problem for the Warriors than James Harden or Chris Paul. Whether you like it or not, it's true. Uh, Kyrie plays at a slower tempo, and the, the one thing he doesn't get enough credit for, um, a lot of the advanced stats don't really recognize it because advanced stats tend to favor players who play up-tempo and um, shoot a ton of possessions. Uh, he, The Warriors can't stop him from doing what he wants to do, and they can't turn him over. James Harden will have an eight-turnover game against the Warriors, a 12-turnover game or something like that. Um Kyrie, have you, can you think of a game where Kyrie's turned it over more than five times? Like, I have a hard time thinking of games where he turns it over more than three times. So, okay, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. So I think, I just think um, Boston's probably a year or two off, realistically. Like, Tatum and Brown developing into kind of like their best case scenario is what's going to ultimately make them a title contender or, or a big trade, right? Uh, but I, at least they at least there's a chance Stevens will scheme up something that and they and they'll execute it that'll frustrate the Warriors whereas Houston I know exactly what they're going to do and I know how the Warriors will respond to it okay so you're operating under the assumption so there's one point that I'll give you you're operating under the assumption that Brad Stevens can outcoach uh Steve Kerr um and Mike D'Antoni can never um I, I tend to agree with that um the second part is that Kyrie Irving is. I think you're 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 making Kyrie Irving into some type of unstoppable figure um, against the Warriors. I think which he is at certain moments, especially. I think. I mean, in crunch so time, I'm on, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use some hyperbole, uh, hyperbole <laughs> there, but like he's he's clearly a bigger problem for them than a, a lot of players we think are. All, you know that most people would say are better than him. Like even like for example, James Harden or Chris Paul. Um, which is definitely, it's definitely possible, but just from a talent standpoint, uh, Houston just has a lot more. I mean, they have Chris Paul and James Harden, right? It's not one or the other. If one was gone from the team, then I would say, Hey, like you're probably right. Like I I can see Kyrie Irving being more, uh, impactful against the Warriors than, than James Harden and, and Al Horford, you know, Houston doesn't have that type of player like Al Horford, but if we're talking about in a playoff series, I, I think the Warriors wipe out Al Horford, honestly, pretty easily. Like he's been there, you know. I mean, I guess best defensive player and and best playmaker. I mean, he's I think playing he gets wonderful now, easily. but there's no way around his just consistent disappointment in the playoffs the last like, five <laughs> years. And, and if you go down, the, I mean, like in like to act like Draymond can't guard him, where he's going to be some type of issue for Draymond is uh, is a little offensive to that to Draymond. Um, so I think you're kind of hoping either this year or the next, you're kind of hoping for a leap from Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, which I I don't see now um, at the very least. So I think from the Houston standpoint, I, I think that's kind of the default answer. I mean, I think it's a better answer than, say, even the Spurs this year for me, even though I'm a big Spurs guy this year. 
Um, the more I watch Houston, the more I see them. They do have wings. Like they they've built this team to where they they're trying to copy the Warriors. Yeah, they're yeah. kind of they're the Walmart Warriors. Exactly, exactly. But but they still have. But they those are really good wings, like PJ Tucker, Ariza, uh, Umba Mute. Umba Mute. They're good players. Right, they have, they're really good. Capella's the type of player that that doesn't it does they don't he doesn't bother the Warriors right he, he's not gonna like win a game. See, I but think he's gonna, gonna run Capella off the floor. I think Capella, if anything, um, Houston's gonna go with their small ball. You know, PJ Tucker at PJ, the five. PJ PJ versus Draymond and PJ's PJ's scrappy. I'll give him that. Um, but ultimately, that like that's not a scenario that favors Houston. But they they're they're more at the end of the day they're just more talented than what the Celtics could do in a in one game in one game the Celtics can beat the Warriors like if it somehow gets to a I don't game know seven, man D- Jalen Brown Jalen <laughs> right, Brown, Jalen Brown defensively is is far more you have to he's more impressive on. than you think he he's a second year guy like if we're ta- we're talking about the NBA Finals here we're not talking about like some some BS game in the middle of November you know what I mean like with no pressure. Um, we're, we're talking about like June. He's played a full season. LeBron right? stopper Marcus Morris. <laughs> so that, that's that's my point. It's it's like Houston has a bunch of those guys, and, and they're just they're simply more talented. Boston, it's it's in one game. Yeah, I'll, sure, I'll take Kyrie. I might you might even take Kyrie over Steph. Not me, but a person no, might say no, that. No, no, no. A person um, might say that in one game. Great. But you wouldn't say that about Houston, right? In one game, you would say, hey, so th- like, nobody on that team is going to my, take this, over. This goes back to the bigger point. If To, to frustrate the Warriors, you have to have a, a cohesive game plan uh, where you're doing stuff to take them out of their rhythm. And uh, Pop Pop's the perfect, you know, everyone says, you know, or, well, Pop would be the guy I would think would have the best chance at that, uh, even if he doesn't necessarily have the talent. Um but I would say Boston with Stevens probably has a better chance to scheme up some stuff to frustrate the Warriors than D'Antoni is just going to basically say, like, let the chips fall where they may, and I think we'll, we'll outshoot you. Yeah, but, you know, it's it's not like D'Antoni's a bad coach. No, not at all. Like, but, it, it's... but, I mean, I've seen too many D'Antoni playoff series where he doesn't make a single adjustment. They should have won the title, man. They got they got they got stolen by, they got robbed. They with did, that Rob but Roy even play, last so. year versus the Spurs, like they should have won that series. I don't I don't know. Maybe might maybe. have been on James Harden more so than than D'Antoni. And honest. another but, reason why I would I would trust Kyrie in a in a seven game series. But then that's the point. They have Chris Paul, right? They added, and you know he's Chris oh Paul's one of the staff. other one of the other. Okay. Players who just tends to continually disappoint in the biggest games. I actually think Chris Paul is a much, 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 much more um, a guy you could trust in big games rather than James Harden. I, I I've seen Chris Paul do it against like the freaking Spurs. We've seen him hit game winners, One and then time. he. Co- um, hey, he's done it. I right? think James Chris Harden. Paul is going to be thirty three in the playoffs, and he's five ten. And every year in the playoffs, we see him. Uh, like I mean, he's he's always going to be a plus player. There's no rip around that. But like his ability to get off a shot versus longer defenders is not there. You're also running against a team with no Gordon Hayward. Like, how can you possibly think that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are going to be serviceable? Like, the Warriors could play these guys off the court in a series. Like, you're talking about playing Clint Capella off the court. It's a very realistic chance that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are completely unplayable players. Why are they unplayable? They're wings who can defend to some level 
And I mean, they're not going to be played off the court. The players who get played off the court, let's say the they Warriors, can't shoot. Let's the say players they can't who get shoot. Pl- played off the court against the Warriors are bigs. I have, who can't. Deal I haven't with seen stuff. them make shots yet. Like, let's say they don't make shots. It's 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 the big stage, and they don't they aren't making shots. And they're flustered, and the Warriors are playing four on five, and Draymond's taunting Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum like nineteen. Jalen Brown's like twenty one. Like Draymond's gonna eat him alive. Like it, he's just gonna taunt him in the playoffs, and it's gonna be bad. Like. Maybe if Tatum was 24 and, and he's a guy that's averaging 16, 20 points, then I, I'd agree with you. But by the time I, he's 24, he'll be averaging well over well over 20 efficiently. <sighs> just to yeah. just to be clear, he's J- Jason Rudy Gay. Yeah, you'd hope so. He's <laughs> a lot better than Rudy Gay. Uh, I'm hey, a lot better he's prospect. Not, he's not, just he's not 24, right? And, and so I think that <laughs> the argument that they're they're a bigger threat doesn't doesn't vibe because I, I think he's unplayable in a series. In, in a big play, in the big playoff series right now, he's 19. He's not, he's not LeBron James. Like even LeBron James had issues when he was young in the postseason. So I, I don't think you can expect guys that young uh, to be able to play against the greatest team of all time. That's that's. I don't know. I'm just, I, I, guess I trust I just... Chris Paul more than those guys. <sighs> what were you? Come on, like what were you doing at 20, man? Like you're not, you're not Jason Tatum, but like, come on, like dude's 20 you're years right. old. I'm not Jason Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> but like he's 20 years old. He's. He, He's LeBron or he's KD or he's, I'm not he's asking someone him to be. Um, but I he would, might have, I would rather he's have Kyrie have and Horford than 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 Harden and Chris Paul and Dan. Tony. Well, they're gonna they're gonna have to be Kevin Durant to, to to make it a threat against the Warriors. That's for sure. Like you're gonna trust Al Horford over someone like Al Horford and Kyrie over Chris Paul and James Harden. Like Horford, like Kyrie, I understand, but like he's on. turned a leaf. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I don't know. That's just where I stand right now. That's where That's I stand right now. We're, we're going to argue about this one all year. Um, yeah. All right. Next. I turned into a Rockets fan. <laughs> and, you, and, you, and you were a Celtics fan. Um, all right. We'll go last one here. Uh, I've got a uh, um, couple to choose from. Um, do you have one you want to go with or, or you want me to pick I'll, I'll let you one? pick. I got, I, got a, I got one I want to get to. Okay. Okay, so maybe uh, maybe I'll hit that. Maybe uh, accidentally do it. <laughs> um, this one's interesting uh, from Chanu. Um, I'm not gonna to Chanu three. Uh, well, we'll skip the first part. What do you think your demographic of listener is? <laughs> and if Steph isn't better, then who is? Well, no one's better than Steph. That's that's the official slogan of the Light Years podcast. <laughs> um. <laughs> um this, I don't know. Who's our demographic? Uh, most likely NBA obsessed Bay Area uh, in their somewhere between their mid thirty, mid twenties, mid thirties. That's my guess. Yeah, uh, I'd say that. That's what we're aiming for. We're gonna have to get the. Uh, so w- when you guys are listening to us, you're gonna have to send this over to China. Uh, send this over to where, where are you from, Sam? Whoa. Where are you from? We're gonna have to send it over there. <laughs> get 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 listeners and subscriptions from everywhere across the globe. Yeah, it's a great uh, time to say you guys need to subscribe and rate us. <laughs> subscribe, rate us, five stars. Take your friend's phone. That's what I do. That's what I do. I don't know about you, Sam, but that's what I do. I take my friend's phones. I take my coworkers' phones. Uh, I just go in. I just click subscribe. Um, click that. You scroll down. You click five star. You put on automatic download, so we get that as well. Go ahead and do that. Go ahead and do that. You know, write down some questions in the comments. 
and uh let's inflate and, these and we'll numbers like, like a russian bot farm let's just inflate these numbers <laughs> help us out here man keep us employed <laughs> all right all right um i think that's it for us this week we'll be back next week um uh yeah go ahead and subscribe. oh i got one more i got one more then okay. i got one more i got one more from uh we got a we got a listener email big fan of ours i think big fan of me and sam's um i'm not gonna read the whole email because um it, it's, it, it's a pretty it's a long it's a long email but um we're gonna finish off the pot with this this week it's non-stop commentary devoid of any real analysis data-driven opinions or anything smart this guy's talking about me and sam it's like listening to two bros talk to each other following a night on the town maybe it's just me not to mention, their tweets are even worse. I had to unfollow Sam because he cluttered my timeline daily with sporadic thoughts and useless arguments. Following them two is essentially witnessing them circle jerk each other. <laughs> All right. So follow me, Andy Cage, Lou, and Sam is Fendiari, if you want to see that. Another testimonial. <laughs> I like you. People are happy. <laughs> That's what they pay us for, man.